Everybody. Welcome to issue number. Well, this one doesn't have a number. This is the 70s wrap up issue of the Infinite Backlog. Uh, I'm just Andy today. I'm Andy and we got two other people in here. Say hi. Hey, hi, it's Rory. Hey, should we call it? Should we call it under wraps? Should we be like a like that decom under wraps? Are we? <laughs> this is the 70s mummy. Shane, I, I want it to go on record that Instead of saying your own name, you made a Disney Channel original movie reference. And <laughs> I, I, I am a cog in the machine. <laughs> Feed me, Papa. <laughs> How will I live if I have no sustenance from this mouse teat? Oh, yeah. I was oh. thinking you're like a little baby bird. <laughs> little baby bird in, his, in, in Papa Disney's nest and he just... <laughs> He just blasts. Up in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I think he's still a mouse. I think he's a big, giant, engorged mouse with big, bloated teats. And you're still a bird, but you've got your beak sort of latched on to the giant mouse in the nest. I don't know. It's it's not. It doesn't make sense, but it's a gross image, and I think that's appropriate. Fair enough. It's because just, it's Jabba the Hutt with Mickey ears on, and I'm suckling on the teat. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Yeah, this is a pretty hot energy to start this episode with, but I like it. I like it. Hey, uh, if you've been if you've been keeping up with us, if you've been listening to this podcast, you'll know that we just got through the '70s last week. We're feeling pretty good about that, and as is, I guess, now a tradition. Having this is the second time we're doing it. We've finished another decade on this podcast. We're just going to do a casual little wrap up episode and talk about. The decade as a whole and reminisce about the good warlock comics we yeah. read. Maybe we could uh <laughs> sort of take a take a snapshot of anything we read for, you know, more than a few issues. Yeah. Kind of point by point. And if the conversation meanders, then so so it goes. Then so it goes. Sure. I mean I've I've got I've got a little bit of a list of those. Yeah. I'm looking at the list. Or did you did you make a secondary list? Well, I've got I've got like a secondary cute boy <laughs> list. <laughs> For All cute right. ones, let's go through Andy's list. I'm assuming it cuts out some of the chaff that we don't even want to speak of. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Oh, wait, what yeah. if that's a new segment? Andy's chaff. <laughs> I'd rather we talk about my wheat, but no, no, we want to know how your thighs are doing. Chaffed. No, I want your, I want your chaffed. You my chapped thighs? Oh my god, I said chaffed. <laughs> It's like Isn't my chapped chaff- thighs. Can you believe people put chapstick on their thighs instead of just using baby powder? Like, what's is that real? Is that is that a yeah, thing? You is they, that real? They they yeah they sell this product that's called it's like literally it's a, a, a chapstick <laughs> for your thigh, but it's it's like the in a deodorant style thing that you slurp on your thighs so that Ew. you don't get chafed. Like, just put some baby powder on. What? Yeah, that's, that's nonsense. Baby, baby. What's a yeah, baby I feel like you'll have, gooey, there. you'll have gooey thighs all day, and I'm, <laughs> I don't want oh. that. Oh God, I didn't even ever. I've never considered that as a thing, and now I really don't want it. <laughs> my thighs are 
Look, we got that chub rub situation going on. <laughs> Kissing right? cousins. Does, that only happens if you're wearing a skirt, though, doesn't it? Well, okay, so sometimes... On, the, on your pants? Yeah, that's... Everybody's pants touches their legs. I don't think anybody's so well, skinny that their legs just sort of dangle down. And <laughs> <laughs> have, have these weird long dresses on each on each, on each each leg. And they're the twins she'll meet. That's literally no. what parachute pants are. No, but what happens with, what happens with me and my, and my thunder thighs is that uh, the, the, the friction of the pants rubbing together... Uh, it wears through the pants really intensely in those spots. So, like, my jeans, when the jeans fail, they fail <laughs> in, 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 be, in between in between the thighs. Uh, and, that's and also how form. that's also how pants work. That's where the the inseam is where the tension is. You're never gonna like just get a hole on on the side of your pant leg. That's for skinny. That's true for skinnies. I know. I'm helping you out, baby. Yeah. Well, it is. It is less. <laughs> It's less true, but it's less true for skinnies. Yeah, it's probably fair. Unless they're wearing tight, tight pants. Well, yeah, if you're a size 28 wearing a 26, like, that's boy <laughs> sizes. That's not, you know. Right. I think one of my legs is a 30, so that's impossible <laughs> for me. <laughs> what? You've got one real beefy leg and one sort of wimpy leg that doesn't touch the jeans? Yeah, I, I, I have that exact situation, but that's, you know, injury related. Well, yeah. Yeah, you broke one, so that's that's to be expected. I also had back in college. Um, I had a college job in the in the library. They were setting up, you know, ten million new computers, and mm-hmm. part of that you have to take these, um, you know, security cables around the some of those little parts, and then what they call crimping, this sort of large pair of pliers chunked down yes. on a uh, yes. on a sort of copper latch. And I just didn't have the coordination to do it left handed. So I did all of them mm. right-handed, and I did wind up with sort of a, like, a prick, you know, especially for me, like, a kind of ripped big crab claw and a dangly little nothing arm <laughs> by the end of the summer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so so for, those, for those at home listening in and for anyone doing fan art of our podcast, if you, if you draw Rory, he has to put have a trogdor arm on him. One giant leg and one big old crab claw. <laughs> Yeah, the lore expands. <laughs> oh Christ! Uh, okay, so I've I did I did sort of whittle down a little bit of our list because I'm not going to bother bringing up, for instance, the first appearance of Shang Chi that we read because that's not. I mean, we talked about it. We don't have anything new to say about that. Yeah, totally. Reminiscence. The thoughts were all said in that in that moment. Yeah. This can be these can be as quick or as or as long as we want them to be. I'm just going to name some stuff and open the floor. So the first thing was we did the second half of the Silver Surfer run that started in the 60s. Nope. And I do have fond memories of that. I wanted to love it. It was, it, I, you know, I think as we mentioned then towards the end of our Silver Surfer, it was it was treading old ground too much. But mm-hmm. if you were to pick one up, I think you'd like it, right? Yeah, I think I think. If I recall correctly, because this was, uh, I'll, I'll just, I'll remind everybody about this. Last week was issue 43 of our podcast. We started the 70s in issue 19 of our podcast. So this, the, the majority of our show has been in the 70s so far. So this is quite a long time ago. But my recollection is that we were most upset by the ending where Silver Surfer finally got pissed off at humans and was like, well, fuck you guys. And like flew off to be an asshole. And then yeah. they retconned it. Yeah. 
which is a real bummer uh, because that would have been fa- like fucking fascinating. It's like one of the I writers think, uh, got dumped. Of the cosmic <laughs> of the cosmic characters we've we've encountered at this point, I think Silver Surfer best encapsulated the sort of alien in America, sort of not really fitting in, not and not being yeah. truly human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm trying to remember who other what are, what are some other like we've got Galactus who doesn't act like very alien. I mean, they've given him sort of odd motivations, which is kind of alien, but he's he's pretty understandable. He's just, you know what I mean. He wants yeah. to eat, he wants to eat planets and not be interrupted. <laughs> Captain Marvel, <laughs> don't interrupt me. Right? Yeah. Yes. So so not Captain Marvel, not particularly zero alien. out of ten he's... on the alien scale. I'll give Galactus like a <laughs> two out of ten alien. <laughs> just a guy. <laughs> There's all of all of the uh, the scrolls. Not, no, not the scrolls. The 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 the, oh, the guardians. The guardians. Thank you. Oh yeah. Okay. They're pretty I mean, most of them. Most of them are alien. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a, at least one human in there, right? What's his butt? But none of them Vance act Astro. particularly un ununderstandable. You know what I mean? Their their motivations right. are yeah, not they don't have... are not complex or odd. Yeah. Same for Thor. Right. I I was thinking I was thinking about like. We, we've we've not really spent much time with Moon Dragon, but we did meet Moon Dragon That's and like true. the other the other Titans uh, and Thanos, you know. So like we've had a little bit of of this, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably gonna be true for Marvel and Marvel Cosmic is like Warlock might have been weirder if he wasn't kind of just doing Jesus. <laughs> He's alien, Jesus. Um, yeah, I, I don't. We'll talk about Warlock at another moment. <laughs> let's, let's, let's delay that conversation. Sure. I love Alien Jesus. Yeah, so I, I don't know. The 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 aliens I think that we're going to meet in Marvel for the most part are basically just humans that look different. And I think that's probably partly because it's easier to write them that way, but partly because I don't know, it's not it's not necessarily like like if you're going to have a whole galaxy populated with interesting people like it's a bit exhausting to kind of have to learn how alien the new aliens are. And like, I don't know, the, the, at, a, at a certain level, it's nice if they're a little more human generally. But maybe mm-hmm. that's my take. I don't know how you feel about that. Well, I mean, I think you go you go both ways. Um, I, my thinking is not that characters should, you know, all these sort of like strange beings need to be strange um, monsters. Ineffable. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... You wind up walking an odd line where characters like Galactus will will fall back on like I'm an alien. I do things different when it's convenient. When right. they're when they're otherwise pretty pretty basic, just basic humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I I'm thinking about like Pip the troll, for instance, who is just a nasty dude you could meet at a bar, but yeah, he's totally. a troll. <laughs> 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 Oh, I He's about just a nasty Pip. man. I forgot about Pip. <laughs> but remember when him and a gold G- and a golden god spent a week getting wasted and blasting <laughs> at a brothel? At a, brothel, at a space brothel? <laughs> For the sex car? Oh, the For sex the car sex comes car. later, I think. Oh, is it the same issue where they get the it's, car? It's like, it's the same, like, like storyline. Yeah. I mean, it might be of... the, Yeah. Yeah, where oh, Pip, Pip, gets, Pip gets used. Yeah, Pip gets used so that she can. He's like, you can just have my sex car. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, no, I don't actually want to be with you, and I don't need the sex car. I'm dating Star Fox, and we're gonna go now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so 
we had Silver Surfer. We we didn't. So if there's anything that we did in the '60s that was ended up super different for the '70s, it's that we didn't spend hardly any time with Mr. Peter Parker. We kind of checked in for a couple of his big moments. We uh, noteworthy, I guess, we saw the death of of Colonel Stacy, and then we saw the death of Gwen Stacy. Uh, so it was just bad for the Stacys this decade. I don't know. I, I I don't. I'm looking ahead at like the '80s, like the 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 extreme rough draft I have for the '80s, and there's we're we're kind of we're kind of not spending that much time with Spider Man there either. And I find myself missing him. Are you are you guys with me on that? Like, do you? Um, Spider Man, I found to be very hit or miss. Um, it, when it was good, it was good, and it also had the it had the proclivity to fall back on convention, where Spider Man fucks up with a girl and. Fights a nobody. Uh, he's going to be quipping the whole time. He, mm-hmm. You know, Jay Jonah's not going to want to pay him on time. Like, there's a lot of of stuff that feels like completely unnecessary for me to read more of. But when Spider-Man's good, I'm definitely in it. Yeah. In terms of reading Spider-Man, it's really interesting to think about how we're following this list of what comic gurus think are essential comics. And I don't know mm-hmm. if if we called him from the list or if if they did. Um, I think but they in, did. I it, think I've actually spent time adding him back in a little bit from here and there. So it's interesting to think about how people don't consider him to be like essential for the 70s. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's doing like like there are multiple like there's he, he, it, it's not like they stopped making Spider-Man like like you really start thinking about like the sheer weight of marvel comics issues that are just coming out month to month that you know decades down the line somebody's decided that really wasn't worth your time but it's like years of spider-man that we're never going to look at and we probably aren't going to miss like that's kind of wild and then that like repeat that for captain america for instance which we've never like really read any captain america so far and that's been going since the 60s it's a mind-boggling amount of content that we're just not going to see and probably don't (laughs) we're probably better for it that means it's all just it's probably just repeats, though. It's just the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Well, and also with with characters like uh, Captain America, I mean, the comic has been going on a long time, so this is not entirely true. But this is a very present character in in the Avengers like and he's mm-hmm. much more interesting on a team, like in a dynamic where he's a character in it and not sort of the solo act. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I've not I've not been particularly like, I'm not dying to read Captain America. Like, I'm sure some of that stuff is fun. I'm sure he's got interesting shenanigans with quirky Nazis. From time <laughs> to time, I'm sure it's it's got its ups and downs. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't know that Captain America is interesting in a in a vacuum. Right. And with Spider-Man, I think when we get to, for instance, the 90s, I think, has a ton of craziness and definitely like the after 2000, like Spider-Man's pretty like there's a lot of Spider-Man. And I'm interested in in a year or two when we reach the incredibly inaccessible Spider-Verse that asks you to read 20 <laughs> comics a week about different Spider-Man. <laughs> Don't worry, that's quite a ways away. <laughs> And we're not doing that. But it's not even it's not even reading. It's just it's that at that point it'll be looking at pictures and having two words per page. Yeah, that's true. The comics will get a lot easier to read when we cross the year two thousand. But yeah. So anyway, Gwen Stacy died. It's a landmark moment. We're all kind of familiar with that anyway. It's been done in 
the movie with Andrew Garfield. It was, you know, sort of done in the Raimi movies, but we'll we'll see. We'll get more from Peter later. Uh, we also let's see. We got the Avengers. Uh, we did two sort of events for the Avengers. We clued in for the first one was the Kree Scroll War, which I think we hated. Am I remembering that right? That's correct. Yeah, no, I hated that. <laughs> That's correct. Please don't read the Kree Scroll War. <laughs> Kree Scroll. Uh, it. I mean, unless I think the only acceptable way to consume the Kree Scroll War is as a slideshow. <laughs> really quickly <laughs> listen to our podcast instead of reading it yeah i agree yeah. with that because yeah if you i mean if all you want to do is open a few of those issues and just sort of swipe through and go oh cool spaceships oh neat they're in a they're they're in a spacesuit, and then you just sort of move on with your life i think you i think you're good <laughs> I, I I I seem to remember being like we're in space we're not in space we're in space we're not in space we're in space we're not in space just over and over and over again Right. Yeah. Just nothing made sense. There were way too many characters and nobody like action would happen between issues in a way like like you'd start an issue and it'd be like there was a new status quo that like moved somewhere. And you're like, I don't understand how we got from there to here. Did we skip something? No, it's just dumb. Well, there was also a lot of like peripheral comics. We didn't read through it, too, I think. Uh, But not too many because like they haven't. It's not until the the 80s that they really start going wild on tie ins. Mm. And we're gonna have to start navigating that now that we move forward. Deciding, well, I guess I'll I'll do research and figure out which tie-ins are necessary and which aren't. But it sounds like a really good Andy journey. <laughs> Sometimes it's neat. So um, this this is a much later thing. Um, but yeah, with uh, Avengers vs X Men, the first one, AVX. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty neat. I mean, you are supposed to read both the Avengers and the X Men comics. But uh-huh. the the perspective, not even of the characters, like the writer's perspective, because both of them, this event sort of happens with ongoing writers who are already working those properties. Like their perspective on the on the issues is kind of neat. Like they have the Avengers are significantly more sympathetic in the Avengers issues and yeah, much right. more antagonistic in, in the X-Men issues. Yeah, it's. It's going to be it's going to be tricky, I think, for for our format sometimes to sort of like navigate these events. We may have to like and I, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it more later. But I think what we what, we might have to focus fire those like leave the chronology and be like, all right, we're going to do this event for a few weeks and get through it and then go back with the timeline and read whatever else we were reading that goes alongside it, you know. Generally speaking, the sort of trade paperback that gets gets made has done some of that culling for us. Like, here's what we consider yeah. a sort of relevant cross-section of this event. Uh, totally. Not always. Sometimes they're making kind of decisions based on, you know, other factors, like the size. Like, do they want to print this sort of 500-page monster? <laughs> <laughs> the, Civil War, yeah. the Civil War book's pretty, is like one of the biggest trades, I think, from Marvel. If not the biggest. Yeah. And I'm, I have to imagine it doesn't include all the tie-ins, because there are a lot for the most like other other events especially ones that are not across all their all their properties uh definitely have some sort of have some fluff that can be shaken off right like uh death of wolverine he basically walks through every single comic book that marvel's running and says (laughs) hi (laughs) i don't know that that's necessary hi bob (laughs) bob Bub. It doesn't make any sense. So there's an issue of Miss Marvel where he shows up and she's like, wow, you're Wolverine. What are you doing here? We've never met. And he's like, I don't know. You look cool. Let's do an adventure. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm going to be dead. Did you see the banner at the top of the, of the cover of this issue? It says Death of Wolverine. Maybe you want to hang out with me first. <laughs> Uh, Tomb of Dracula slaps, of course. It's great. Slaps. Tomb of Dracula. Incredible, incredible, incredible. I want it as a modern day show. Oh yeah, yeah. It it holds up. It's it's a stark quality shift from everything we've been reading, and even the things I've enjoyed. I don't know that anything Mm -hmm. up to Tomb of Dracula compares. Yeah, it's remarkable. Uh, I and it's and it's. It, it it is not a fix, for instance, to some of the problems we've complained about back in the '60s and and sometimes in the '70s. Like for instance, the uh, the too much text problem. Like Tomb of Dracula, it's got a lot of text, but it doesn't feel like shitty text. It's actually no. quite interesting text. It's, it's sort it's, of, but it, it's also coming from a different tradition. It's a gothic horror. It's prosy. Yeah. It's it's long winded, mm-hmm. and you know, compare that to Iron Man, where it's like. Can I not? I'd want to see the guy fight sometimes. I don't need. Right. You know? Yeah, we don't need all of this extra. I'm here for a super. I'm here for superhero action. Yeah. No, I mean, I hear rumors that rather than Tomb of Dracula, there is going to be a show that they're making for the for the MCU based on another sort of horror comic that came up during this era, but that we didn't look at called Werewolf by Night. Um, so I hear rumors that they're actually going to do some something with Werewolf by Night. So we may actually get some like 70s horror ish Marvel content. I mean, it's so fascinating when they when they choose to start like bleeding Dracula into the Marvel universe that we, we mm-hmm. haven't seen any of that yet. But I, I love the idea that there's I mean, obviously, he's no more fictional than uh, than Reed Richards. But like he is a, he's a fictional prestige, right? You could imagine yeah. a Dracula book, like somebody referencing reading Dracula within the Marvel. So I like, I, I'm just intrigued by the idea that within the Marvel universe, there's just a real Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, it's really funny. Like it, it, if you stop and think about it, it starts to color all of everything where you're like, Kree Scroll War was really dumb. But at the same time, Dracula was somewhere. Well, yeah, like he was like, somewhere doing something. <laughs> for all of their bad, for all their bad, huge event moments, really, they should have thought about bringing Drac in, right? Oh my yes. goodness! Couldn't that spice up everything? I mean, obviously, you got to use it a little sparingly because that's uh, it's a spicy pepper. But <laughs> if you've got if you've got a bad if you've got a bad run, bring fucking bring the heavy hitters in. Make Dracula show up. I'm just Fuck. imagining him popping in during like Thanos screaming at death because death doesn't love him. And Dracula <laughs> like shows up to comfort death because they're friends or whatever. <laughs> He's like, you can stay at my castle. <laughs> <laughs> Come sleep on my couch. Oh, yeah. Because Dracula's a real sweet bean. He's so nice. He's so <laughs> nice through all of the comics. I'm not even exaggerating. He's literally so he saves those kids, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> he saves the children. He saves village people. Like it's not his fault that he has to drink blood to live. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was gonna say when when he's hungry, he is fairly indiscriminate, but when he has the capacity to not eat somebody, he frequently chooses not to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know how people keep like fish tanks. Like you can eat those fish. Right, but you also can care for those fish and love those fish. Yeah, it's just like fish tanks, Shane. (laughs) Some people keep edible fish, Andy. (laughs) 
All right. <laughs> Listen, you you don't you don't know the lifestyle of someone who is incredibly <laughs> rich and can just make their own sushi whenever they want. Sure, when they think, uh, I think today it, I'll go fish some sushi up. It, there, the, but the thing is, is there's no possible price point in which a tank big enough to grow like a salmon to full size is cost effective than just buying a salmon from the ocean. It is if you have a giant backyard and you just have like water features. Yeah, and then what do you do? Just eat goldfish all day? Eat those koi? Eat those garbage fish? <laughs> Yummy koi. <laughs> you want some sushi? We have koi and betta fish. <laughs> the fi- oh no! Yeah, you fucking- eat the betta fish in one in one bite. The country that invented sushi doesn't eat that trash fish. <laughs> oh man oh uh just to just so that we dump it out with the trash the other avengers uh uh arc or whatever that we read was the korvac saga uh with the guardians and which i wanted to like it was just far too disheveled and half the time we didn't know what was going on with this character michael who would be korvac later you know what i mean (laughs) this could have been really interesting helmed by a slightly more competent writer. writer yeah yeah. Yeah. I I don't know that I can so much it's, that that's what's that's what's tough about pretty much every piece of internet wisdom you can find about Marvel comics or comics in general in a historical way, right? Is that people's th- there's two things that get conflated and one of them is they're old fans so they have fond memories of the issues they picked up as kids, right? Like they remember this blowing their mind or whatever when they were 12 and they wandered into their comic store. And then the other part is that they have context of what these characters do later on and like fun moments with better writers where they reference old canon. And so they're like, oh, yeah, that old canon is really interesting and important. But what you can't find is someone actually just being like, it's not good to read, though. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I get that the Korvac saga might be relevant later and Korvac's interesting later, but this is not. This thing is not. I would have rather read someone's one paragraph summary of what went down than actually have spent the time to read those issues. So that's what that's what's tough. I mean, I guess that's sort of what we're finding out too, right? And I think we're going to make a lot more experiments as we move into the 80s. Anyway, let's let's uh let's talk about Rory's best friends. So we have spent a good chunk of time now and we are nowhere near done with uh Claremont's run on the X-Men. Oh man, I mean Obviously, there, there, there are highs and lows of individual issues, but if you were to take a representative cross-section of anything that was going on, I mean, I got to say I liked everything, and that should be no surprise coming from me, I guess, but... Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. I've really enjoyed myself, too, right? But X-Men, for better or for worse, has a specific sort of flavor that is not always in line with what I think the rest of Marvel's flavor is. Sure. And I don't, I, I, I can't really put my finger on that specifically, but like it's kind of doing its own thing, even though it knows it's part of a universe and everyone else knows about mutants. Like X-Men has always feel, felt like its own like different vibe off in a corner. And, and I, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, but it's it's also just it's been a different experience reading. It, sure, you know it has its its own sort of like insular, deep canon amongst itself. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. But we got we got some good characters. I mean, like what are what are some of the 
the fun villains that we've dealt with. I mean, obviously Magneto. I think the villains have been kind of a low point in terms of like villains of the week. I mean, sometimes they're silly, like uh, Water Wizard. <laughs> Arcade. Arcade. Water Wizard and Arcade are both good. Sauron, Sweet and Sauron. Ah, oh, Sauron. Yeah. <laughs> I, I almost forgot about him. Thank you. And, uh, uh, oh, no. What was his name? Mo- Magnus Mag- Mag- Magma. Mr. Mr. Big Boy. <laughs> His name is not Mr. Big Boy. Mr. Big guy, Boy. He was the guy who was going to sink Japan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does have a pretty normal name. Magnus Moses. Johnson. Moses. Moses Magnum? Pro- that's probably it. It's probably a mixture of those. <laughs> Mr. Big Boy. Mr. Big Boy Moses Magnum to the stage. <laughs> But yeah, let me let me look really quick because I think the plan is. I mean, so we've been following this X Men run since. I mean, haven't we read most of what has been written for X Men? Because in the sixties, it goes it goes into hiatus. Yeah, so we we didn't we definitely missed a a lot of those first sixty issues of X Men. Oh, there are there's sixty. That's more than I thought there were. Yeah, there's a fair amount, or maybe maybe less. But it it's we we didn't read very much of it. No, we didn't. Probably. Not missing very much. So 1975 is when we is when we jumped in for for X Men with Giant Size X Men One and introduced the new team. And at least on the list here, uh, for as far as we follow X Men, it's going to carry us all the way to 1983, uh, which is a really long and healthy chunk of time to spend with a title. And I'm I'm actually I'm I'm really looking forward to it because I know we've got what the Phoenix the Dark Phoenix shit ahead. Yeah. And and some other some other very exciting things. They keep like teasing the Phoenix stuff and then it never happens. Yeah. Well, the Phoenix thing is the sort of yeah, I guess you could compare it to uh sort of the Mary Jane tease from from Spider-Man where it's like Yeah, yeah. This goes on for so long for a reader who <laughs> can't see the future and know how important Mary Jane is to the canon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, the Dark Phoenix thing. I mean, she, I, I don't. Re- I don't really because I have not read all these. I've read specific parts of Claremont's run. Uh huh. I think she's like regular Phoenix for a pretty good amount of time. For the most part, Phoenix is, I think, sort of sold. We know again with future context, but it sort of seems like this is just a name she's taken on a, a, a superhero name right. more than this other other entity that is that is in mm-hmm. there. So. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to make you happy here I think Rory because I I did a little work a while back when I had more time and and was bored and I sort of I started cataloging like all the supposed like Marvel events that happened since like 1980 mhm and apparently the Dark Phoenix saga starts right at the top of 1980 so it'll be like the first thing we read yeah. next next issue and it introduces Emma Frost and it introduces uh Kitty Pride and Dark Phoenix Saga is like most of 1980, and 1981 starts off with Days of Future Past, and like okay, right, right, right. This is we're we're like we're like off to the races with sure. like the major shit. And I guess I'm looking at this right now, and the the you might you might know that Marvel events don't really like truly kick off in the way that we recognize them now until like late 90s, early 2000s. But in terms of like named events that might not be like every fucking comic we have coming out is going to be a part of this, but like several or a couple, they do start in the eighties and the X-Men has a fair amount because also we get the X-Men like spinoffs. We get, mm-hmm. uh, 
New Mutants and X Factor in the 80s, too. Uh, like an interesting, so the Dark Phoenix saga is actually not that present in any of the film or TV adaptations for the most part. Mm-hmm. It's, it's significantly abridged into this sort of kind of singular story. Jean Grey becomes the Phoenix. She becomes the Dark Phoenix. They kill the Dark Phoenix. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there's a lot of period of time where she's just the Dark Phoenix it, or mm-hmm. just Phoenix, right? Like that's just like, there's other shit going on. That's a part of this sort of space. Mm-hmm. So it'll be fun to it'll be fun to get into that. I agree. Uh, now is the portion of the of the of the evening of the morning, whatever you want to call it, where you guys uh, get another free pass to shit on me about Warlock. We open the floor to Warlock. What if we just refuse? <laughs> refuse to talk about it? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I will not be refusing this moment. <laughs> I do, oh. not, I, do not, I do not. I do not cede my time. <laughs> I I am reclaiming my time. Are, are you filibustering right now? Shit all over Warlock's dumb face. <laughs> listen, listen. It was bad. Everyone listening to our podcast right now, Warlock was bad. It was trash. It was poop. It was garbage. It was all of those things. However. Hmm. It gave us a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah, it did. It really did. It, it, it Warlock, did. Warlock gave all of our little mouths a whole bunch of junk to chew on. Well, and we right? liked we liked the Warlock. Was it Guardians that he was in, or was it a different? Yeah, na- yeah it was. It was, it was. It was Guardians that he showed up in. Yeah, he he gets good. better. Like yeah. all like all gay things, he gets better. <laughs> <laughs> How do I invest in gay things? <laughs> it depends. <laughs> Are there any NFTs I should know about? (laughs) (laughs) Gay NFT means something totally different. I, I actually, I, I don't think it was executed particularly well, but I actually really liked the storyline with, uh, with the Magus, uh, evil warlock from the future and his like spooky church that he set up. Yeah, I, I agree. It was an, it was a neat idea. It, it is a neat idea. Cool and it's, it's sad that he gets stuck in that time loop. That is heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. The death time loop that he like, you know, that's a, he sacrifices himself to live in that time loop so that everybody, everybody can go. So he on. can check the king. <laughs> he can ch- stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't I'm keep bringing that up. Uh, all right, yeah, all right. We can move on from Warlock. I'm sure we'll see him again. It's not like he goes away, but I I, I don't know. I'm not yeah, going to be upset if it's a while. He's gold, he's gay, he's Jesus. You don't need to know anything else. Like, it's fine. <laughs> it's true. Speaking of, of comics that we kind of bailed on, we also read a chunk of Howard the Duck. Mmm, mm-hmm. yummy, yummy. Just fine. And then... <laughs> really wore on our patience yeah i just don't think it's found i mean i don't know if it will and i don't know how many chances i want to give howard the duck it hasn't yeah. found a sense of humor that i find interesting sometimes it's like punny sometimes it's parody sometimes it's sometimes uh, it feels like a, a boomer sort of complaining about the I status know. of things and I that's know. supposed to be a joke yeah, and, and everything I just listed, none of those were particularly effective at, at, at those goals. Like, it's not funny when it's horny. It's not funny when it's mm-hmm. punny. It's not funny when it's, like, referential. Although, it was as close as it got. Like, but then as the show, or the, as, the, as the series goes on, you have diminishing returns on that. Like, it's funny the first time he teams up with Spider-Man. Once he sort of becomes <laughs> this sort of meta character who can, 
you know, sort of Squirrel Girl around. But Squirrel Girl is basically good Howard the Duck. It's not horny, but like, yeah, it's an intentionally comedy series that is yep. sort of that is meta and and built for crossovers. Yeah, and you could you could say Deadpool to an extent, but Dead Deadpool is, I would say, sort of more. It's not exactly a comedy, really. It's just jokes. It's like a place to put jokes. Yeah, and he's also got his own sort of like strangely deep lore. Yeah. Yeah, Deadpool plus Cable and that, people like that. Howard the Duck really doesn't. Yeah. Like, Howard the Duck sort of resists having lore. He's got a human girlfriend, sort of, and he wanders around getting in weirdly mundane problems and complaining about society. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, often the sort of comedy of Deadpool, right, is that somebody has to put up with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, the final, I have one more, one more sort of problematic fave for us that we read this, uh, this decade and it has a movie out. It's the Eternals. <laughs> <laughs> that was next on my list to bring up. So I have not seen this movie. I'm going to see it as soon as my life calms down. I might even try and go see it this weekend, but I, yeah, I've not seen the movie yet. It's like the definition of mixed opinions at the moment. And and we read the original run, and it's so fucking weird. Yeah, I'm not surprised the movie is getting mixed reviews, to be honest. Uh, not only is the source material pretty pretty mediocre uh, uh, generously, they've put out so... Like, if you compare it to to how much we've seen of this new Spider-Man movie, right? Like, a mm-hmm. little trailer, some some posters. There is about 17 Eternals trailers. Like, there's so <laughs> much money getting dumped into marketing, and I've watched everything that's come across my desk. I don't know. I have not yeah. searched to make sure I haven't. The movie doesn't look like anything. What's really interesting about what you're, what you're saying, Rory is, is that I haven't seen a single ad for it. Really? I have I've not been seen, inundated. No, I have not seen a single ad for the Eternals on any of my socials on like any, basically anything. Interesting. That's crazy. It, it is very interesting to me that, the, the sort of the of what we read in the comics, I feel like queer people probably would like it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, it it not not to be not to be that person, but it, it kind of has that same feel a little bit as X-Men does in terms of like the the makeup of the teams and like what the, what the what the people are doing. Right. Well, well and, and a, a lot of the 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 sort of press around the movie has kind of zeroed in on the fact that there's a same-sex relationship in it when we were reading eternals i don't remember you mentioning that it was queer coded at all or that it was sort of appealing to a to uh well i don't i don't i don't think that it's queer coded necessarily on the page but it's something it, it looks like something that the the queer and gay community would go watch okay like like we live for big diverse teams of sexy people on screen like we okay <laughs> i mean that's I almo- legit i almost but it wasn't feel like diverse in the comics right i mean no no not not no, not, not at in, all no no there it was it was all white people who were gods i mean they had they had a samurai japanese samurai that was the extent of of what it was i think the 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 other problem seems to be that it's not a very good movie so yeah <laughs> i i think we'll have to report back on this one when any of us have seen it but yeah, we we can go see it and we can have a special Eternals power hour. Yeah. Well, you know, and with X-Men, it's an interesting thing because and, and maybe to Eternals credit, maybe it is it is more pushing a boundary that 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 I wasn't looking for when we were reading it. But like with X-Men, 
you know, everybody kind of knew the deal at the time, right? Like they weren't really expecting to see an interracial couple, but they, the metaphor was as good as you were going to get. Mm-hmm. And, and then progress moves forward. And there's, you don't really get to keep claiming this sort of metaphorical representation where you're like, but they're all white people, all straight white people. Even if technically it's a metaphor for a different uh-huh. kind of relationship, you know, <laughs> yeah, that works once. It doesn't work for 50 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we can kind of depict some of these without metaphor now. And maybe <laughs> should. Maybe it's a good idea. All right. Only a few for, a few more things left. Uh, we we read Nova, which I quite liked, but fell off near the end. Even though it did introduce us to Doctor yeah. Sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it ended poorly. Doctor Sun was amazing. Um, I don't know that I have new thoughts about Nova because we we gushed pretty pretty well. Yeah, uh, about yeah, it. We're, we've 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 caught up to the to the recent the recent stuff, and we read uh, the entirety and, of Nova. So yeah, and you know what. I, I wanted to bring this up. I thought it was interesting because we, I, I'd, I'd bandied about the idea of having us do another 70s bonus issue. Because if you'll recall, a while back uh, when we were on a different hiatus, we did a 70s bonus issue where uh, Shane and I watched the Incredible Hulk movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I thought about doing another one where we, but I couldn't find a full episode of this. So in 1978, they made a new Fantastic Four cartoon. And it was like a De Patty Freeling thing. And... <laughs> I really wanted to find a full episode because as I was reading about it, it there was there was apparently a rights disagreement for the animation about the Human Torch. So Johnny Storm's not in that one. And the Fantastic Four is Reed Richards, Sue Storm, Ben Grimm, and the little robot Herbie. Yes! <laughs> is that because, and I'm going to speculate, because there was around that time Spider-Man and Friends. So if this was on a different channel... Maybe I don't know. Human Torch and Iceman, and I think there was a female character, but I don't remember who it was. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the specific reason why it was a legal problem, but there was something. And I, I, the fun fact that I learned is that Herbie was invented for that cartoon, and then a year later they put him into uh, the Fantastic Four comic. Oh man, maybe, maybe because they got a positive reaction from from kids who watched the cartoon, but maybe just because they thought it was fun, and Stan Lee was like, "Get the robot in there." <laughs> But I just, I, it's so funny watching the intro to this show. And it's like, it's Reed and Sue and Ben and little Herbie. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Fantastic Four you know and love. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we basically caught up because the only other stuff that we read, we really recently talked about, which is which is Iron Man, the Demon in a Bottle uh, and, right. the, and Daredevil, which we barely really cracked the surface of the daredevil run and we haven't even gotten to the stuff frank miller's writing yet so yeah i think that's the that that covers the big shit from the from the decade i i like how much they seem to have widened the universe in the 70s yeah and probably that probably that was necessary right i mean and and just sort of inevitable as you got popular but like i do think it's it's they they made interesting choices uh i mean dracula for instance like everything from dracula to nova so so maybe in um, in the spirit of a fuck Mary kill, but this is not how I'm, I would like to pitch to you guys. Let's say you have to recommend one thing we read, and I, I think I can pick what they are. Uh, I mean, I can frame it so for the listeners because I think we're all thinking of only three real properties: Daredevil, okay. X Men, or Dracula. Right? We agree those are the three actually good things we've read, like let sort me, of uncontested just... good. 
I think so. In terms of stuff that we didn't just like peek in for a second, right? Yeah, I and, think, I don't, yeah. and I don't want to say Nova because it's short and we know it ends shitty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Nova, Nova's fun, but it's not, it's not like, go read this right now. Fun. Yeah. So what, what was it? I'm sorry, X-Men, Dracula, and what? Daredevil. Uh, Daredevil. Would you recommend if you had to give somebody one recommendation? Definitely not Daredevil if I had to give only one. Okay. I, th- I, think, I think it's too early for me to make a call on Daredevil. Yeah. I mean, it is early, I'm, but I think we, there, there is this premonitionary quality on the, on the I horizon. It, it, tastes, it tastes of change. It so tastes we can, of, yeah, of we future can say, good. We can bring it down to two, X-Men, X-Men or, uh, or Dracula. Or Tomb of Dracula. Man, Dracula should have gone to X Men. <laughs> the newest mutant, Dracula. <laughs> uh oh man. You know, it's it sucks because I have I have reasons why I would say both. And I I, I think that if you're already if you're already passively familiar well, you, you can bandy about them. It's a conversation piece, but I, I do think mm-hmm. like you know, if the point of our con of our podcast is is to uh, you know be a filtration method for some people. Like I'm, I'm happy for anybody who listens and never reads, but I also feel like the ultimate goal is not, is not the same as I've read Dune, right? The ultimate goal is to kind of find the diamonds in the rough and sing their praises. And uh, Wait, I, you've read Dune. I have actually read the book Dune. Oh, Mike Herbert's Dune. Incredible. <laughs> Take me now. <laughs> like, like we could say, we could say you should read Dracula and X-Men, but that, you know, quickly accordions out of control to what people are going to do. Yeah. So my, I guess, I guess there are two scenarios in which I would recommend them, I think. Right. So, so if you're all, if you already have some version of familiarity with like the Marvel universe in general, and you're like already interested in that, I think there's value in going back for X-Men. Sure. Cause Dracula is sort of self-contained in a different thing. Yeah, I think I think X Men is gonna like, in if your if your interest is to like deepen your understanding of Marvel lore, I think X Men probably is the is the place you should go. Um, just because there's a lot of really formative shit that happens here in this run, and uh, it's it's good, it's entertaining, the characters are fun. Like you're not gonna find more interesting character interactions anywhere else in the '70s, it seems. So I think I think. X-Men is probably the for sure bet. But if you're just interested in comics in general and you're like, I'm, I want to find some like some of those gems, I want to find the stuff that like, you know, uh, the, the, the less the, the, the path less trodden or whatever that st- that phrase is. I think if you're just interested in general, I would I would for sure point someone towards Tomb of Dracula. I'd be like, so hey. I think that's the thing for me, like Dracula comes out of nowhere and it's very mm-hmm. different and very good. And really a stark difference to just the quality of comic writing for its time, because it predates X-Men. Yeah. Or not all of X-Men, but it predates our Claremont run of X-Men. Yeah. And anybody who talks to me for long enough will already <laughs> know that I'll recommend X-Men to them in a different in a different context. Any context, one might say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, feel the, I feel less need to, to sell X-Men. Like, people know. You know, yeah. it's... And not a lot of people know that Dracula is a Marvel comic. And obviously, we we only read what we read, right? I mean, it was like fourteen or so issues that we that but we, we read, read at the and end, we, and it we... was holding up. So sure, there could have been a lull in the middle, but you know, it would yeah. be minor probably. Well, and we know at some point Dracula meets <laughs> Doctor Sun in there. 
even even at even at Dracula's lowest, he's still better than ninety percent of the other things that we read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where are you at, Shane? I, you know, I mean, I know you're a fan of Dracula. I, no, I, I am a fan of Dracula. I love them both really hard. I think in the spirit of the podcast and the reason why people are listening to the podcast, I would probably recommend X-Men. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Of the two. I I think if if it wasn't like a people want to learn more about Marvel Comics and want to like get caught up to where we are nowadays, then I absolutely would say don't waste your time on anything else and only read Dracula. <laughs> right? Yeah. But but like we're we're here to talk about the the big Marvel properties that have made their way into pop culture still to this day. That's fair. Yeah. And I, I don't think Dracula has that for the reader. Has that cultural cachet? Not a lot of yeah. people know about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I have a, I have a Dark Horse pick and it's not well, it's not Dark Horse Comics and it's not uh, an actual answer to your question, but in the spirit of something that I said earlier about using uh, the Cree Scroll War as like a, a, a slideshow, <laughs> I actually think that if you're going to, if if you are interested in art specifically of the time period, I do think it is worth flipping through every issue of the Eternals and not reading a single text box. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah you can do that. I, I think that that is for sure a really exciting experience to have just because I... I was kind of arrested by some of those pieces of art in there. I liked the ideas in in Eternals. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just the dialogue sucked, and there's a, quite a bit of it. Yeah. I feel kind of incredible that I might never, ever read another 60s or 70s Marvel comic. <laughs> you know? Oh, I'm 33. It's not maybe, without a doubt. <laughs> I mean, we said it before. I can see myself finishing Dracula. I mean, I, I have other yeah, yeah, comics yeah. that I've been putting off for a while. Sit down and read. <laughs> hey, you want to? You got to finish Dracula, huh? <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> Look, everybody deserves their t their time in the in the hot seat. Mm -hmm. Well, I want my happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, yeah. I mean, in a non infinite world where I can read everything, I think I I think I would. Uh, I think I, I see myself getting to Dracula at some point. Totally. Yeah. So that's it for the seventies. And what better way to what better way to to say goodbye to the seventies than to talk about <laughs> the three dumbest questions known to man? <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, Shane. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's Fuck Mary Kill. <laughs> Where we have one in the gun, one in the <laughs> we have one in the gun, <laughs> one in the bum, and one who is the one. You and know, actually, I'm going to interrupt you because I have a grievance to air about our fuck Mary kill. Oh, uh, you know, very early in our podcast, Shane pitched one in the gun, one in the bum, and one who is the one. And I asked him how we felt about one in the gun, one of the buns, and one who is the one. And that would be a full rhyme. And he shot it down. I still don't like it. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot it right in the buns. Well, carry on. I wanted our listeners to know I fought for them. Does it keep you up at night? Yeah, it does. It bums me do out. Do my buns? Do my buns uh, keep you up at I night? I want one of the buns. I... <laughs> we all do. And I have that audio cleanly now. <laughs> um. 
Well, I, it's really fitting, actually, because Rory talked about what our our highest recommendation would be. Mm, yeah. Um, and I live at the opposite end of that spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> where, In the mud. Where, yeah, we're going to fuck, marry, kill three of our lowest contenders. Oh, um, no. On our list today, we have Howard the Duck. Oh, oh he never boy. ended up in our fuck Mary kills, did he? Wait, I want to. Uh, <laughs> I want to. No, we're talking about. We're, we're talking about the comics. I want to ask a question before you list the other two. Okay, uh, great. Are any of them like? Are we? Are we talking about the property? Uh, I mean, I don't want to be too meta, but like, I have to imagine uh, most of the characters of Marvel are pretty hot. So <laughs> there's, you know, what are the chances? Well, I guess we'll find out. I guess I was curious. Are you, was, wait, whoa. Whoa, are you saying that be like because all other Marvel characters are hot, even though Howard the Duck is a duck, he is hot? No, I'm sorry if that was meandering. Um, my question is, am I playing with the character or a sort of more spiritual um, relationship with the property? I think you were playing with a nebulous idea of the property and everything that comes with it. All right, continue. Okay. So first off, there's Howard the Duck. Then there's our golden Jesus and his <laughs> uh, and uh-huh. his monster apostles. But Warlock. I don't fuck a very hot, molt, you know, golden Jesus. I fuck the, my relationship with the text. Correct. <laughs> yes. Okay, correct. Continue. Correct. <laughs> I only fuck the text. <laughs> and last but not least, the Eternals in comic form. <sighs> Because they're pretty low on that list. Yeah, I like this. I yeah. like this. Well, I'm having, I'm having trouble separating the characters from my relationship to the comic. You know, I'm thinking about, like, what it's like to actually spend a night with Howard the Duck rather than thinking about what it's night like to, you know, <laughs> spend a night with... Curl up under the covers. And you have to, and you have to read the comic and and uh satisfy yourself and how successful that is would be how you might grade <laughs> where these comics line up i i don't think you understand rory andy has satisfied himself with less than howard the duck <laughs> wow i feel like i'm getting really slandered right now oh rubik's cube you, nobody gets me like you rubik's cube <laughs> you just put howard the duck in a sonic costume and then like <laughs> howard the hedgehog Howard the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think I think that my relationship to every text that isn't the Howard Howard the Duck, I wouldn't want to spend my life with. All right, so I got yeah, I've got I've got mine. You want you got to think, Andy. I, I I have to figure out my other two answers, but yes, go. I, it should come as no surprise from me that I kill Howard the Duck. I, I I really did not enjoy these comics, and I and I thought I was going to. <laughs> I thought he was this sort of like, you know, black sheep of the Marvel family that never really found its place in the pantheon, but that people agreed was pretty good. And I found that experience to be a lie, and I hated it. Mm-hmm. And I kill Howard the Duck. <laughs> okay. I think that I I'm gonna fuck Eternals. Um, yeah. because w- w- yeah, because I like because it's aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> it's aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> I, I like aspects of it, but uh, reading reading it forever feels like a big feels like a real drag. But does it um, feel icky? It feels icky. But there 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 are high points of it. It doesn't exist in 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 total toilet town. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can poke your head out of the toilet long enough, you know we can we can we can work with that. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I will marry Warlock in this context because the very end of Warlock got good. And so I'm sort of intrigued by where where it goes. I'm the the long term lifespan of Adam Warlock. I find the highest upside based on what I've read. Dang. Okay. Right. Dang. You make you make interesting points because I was all set to marry Howard the Duck. Well, do you, baby? You doesn't mean you, you didn't have to hate it as bad as me. He just never poked his toilet. Well, he, he didn't though. poke his little duck head out of the toilet long enough for me to do anything fun with. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> no, I think I, I think I still will marry Howard the Duck, and I, I don't, I don't really know why I'm doing that, aside from just sort of a gut feeling. Of like the kind of the kind of energy I want to spend my the rest of my life with, and I don't know. I feel like because you're I feel a jokester. Because like you're a clown. <laughs> you're a clowny jokester. Well, I just I don't know. I it's it's more of a pick the lesser of three evils in terms of spending <laughs> my whole life with something. I kill warlock, and <laughs> I don't kill it. I don't I don't necessarily kill it because I hated it. I agree with Rory about how it got better near the end, but I just, I, I'm not interested in it in any way in like Mm -hmm. a, a, you know, a carnal sense and in in the way that I definitely am for Eternals. You know, his gold everywhere, right? Yeah. You know, everywhere is gold. I bet that's true. (laughs) (laughs) You know, everywhere. Can you hear me (laughs) winking? Everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so i don't know that's that's my that's my final answer okay but so you fuck eternals kill warlock mary howard yeah is that what you said all right, all right. i i kill howard the duck yeah baby i i, I step on his little <sighs> duck head and i kill him um god you're so specific about those every <laughs> fucking time <laughs> Specificity is the spice of life, Andy. That's mm-hmm. when I when and, I go to jail for death, murder. That, <laughs> when I go to jail for murder and write my memoir, <laughs> that's gonna be the, the title of it. Spe- specificity is <laughs> the spice of life. <laughs> um, I think I probably fuck Warlock. I fuck Warlock, and I marry the Eternals, but very specifically. I married the Eternals because of the sex mob in the sky. <laughs> oh, the you gotta, Unimind. You got to do the, the Unimind, unimind. one mind yeah. once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need the Unimind forever and always. So marriage material, baby. All right. We did it. I, <laughs> I think we can all breathe a, a little bit of a sigh of relief. We're going to leave the 70s behind. The strange 70s that had some great stuff in it, but was really just a a mixed bag, just a delightfully mixed bag. And we're going to go on to the the intense 80s. <laughs> yeah, I mean, depending on the net you throw, that is, that's a review you can give of any decade, right? For any, any, anything, mm-hmm. right? Like, but given that we did our best to really call this down to what was supposed to be the best of the best, or at least the most important, yeah. what, what was important didn't feel important, and what was considered good often didn't meet that criteria either. Uh, with with, a, mm-hmm. with the exceptions that have been made uh, on air, yeah, and I don't know that we actually got that much increase in quality for increase of price from fifteen cents to forty cents at the end of the decade. 
<laughs> I think the high, the highs increased substantially. Yes, the middle yes. did not move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the low is just, the low is just a little dead, a little dead duck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're probably going to take at least a week off now. Uh, and when we return, it's going to be the 80s, baby. Reagan, baby. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be Ronald's turn. <laughs> Ronald's turn. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you want to hear more shows from us, we have two more for you. Saturday Morning Tuesdays, you guys, it's the show that started it all. Uh, You can hear me, Rory, and Andy, and we are on this journey most Tuesdays where we are looking through the weirdest and wildest, coolest and droolest uh, (laughs) cartoons, children's cartoons, adult cartoons, from all across the spectrum of time. We're going to cover your favorite show, maybe. We're going to talk about the ones you hate. Probably. (laughs) And it's a great, wonderful time. So be sure to catch that. We've also got I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. Me, Rory Voy. It's a podcast where I have read Dune, and they're my captive audience for an hour. Every Wednesday till we finish the book, we're releasing I've Read Dune with Rory Voy. Me. I've read Dune. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, if you enjoyed this show or any of our shows, really, and you want to support us, we do have a Patreon chock full of bonus content. Everything from videos to sound clips to even some fun art that I get to make for you once a month. Um, And, you know, even if you can't support us monetarily, if you don't have anything to give... We would just love it if you joined our Discord and send us memes. Um, Send memes to us all day long. Keep us awake all night long with your memes. We love memes. We consume them. Just ruin us with your memes. (laughs) Please ruin us with your memes. As always, our links are in the episode description. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Laters. Laters.